Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back everyone. On today's show, we hear the birth stories of Perth photographer and mother of four, Levi. Having given birth naturally to her first two babies, Levi didn't hesitate to seek out the same birth plan when it was discovered that her third baby was breech presentation. Although she was faced with pressure to birth via a cesarean, the unwavering trust she had in her body, entwined with the extensive research she had done, empowered her to stand firm on her decision and ultimately find an OB willing to support her birth preferences. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Levi. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's an honor to have you. Do you want to just quickly start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am originally from Scotland, but I live in Perth, Western Australia now, um, and I have done for the last nearly seven years. Um, I have six kids, but wow. four of them are mine, um, and two are stepkids, and they range from 13 years old down to 30 weeks old. <gasps> Wow, sounds busy. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Definitely fun. Of course, yeah. yeah. So we've got a few to get through. Why don't we start off with your pregnancies? How were those experiences? So they were all kind of the same okay. with the girls and with the boys. Um, I suffered pretty bad from morning sickness. Um, but they were they were quite easy. Mm-hmm. My last, the last boy that I had, he... I had a really up and down pregnancy with him. He was, um, I had a, I had a short cervix, so I was on bed rest quite a lot. Um, he, I had internal bleeding at some point. Um, I was constantly being checked, so that was touch and go for a while. Mm-hmm. I had so many tests done, um, but he arrived on his due date, which was Christmas Day. So, oh my gosh, Christmas Day! Wow. <laughs> honestly must have been crazy trying to to organize five kids on christmas eve when i was in labor was a bit of a nightmare but it's a story for the grandkids yeah yeah it's fun (laughs) (laughs) so should we start off with your first two births how were those experiences for you yep so 
so my first two were both girls. Um, the first one was amazing. I laboured at home until I was six centimetres. Mm-hmm. Um, and went and I was really calm and collected and the midwives thought I wasn't even in labour, active labour yet, but I was, which was funny. Um, I had no pain relief, well, gas and air. Um, and she, but when I had her, um, she was, she, I had third degree tears. So I was, I was quite um, sore. Yeah. Scar, a bit traumatized by yeah, that. Yeah, I bet. So was that from just excessive pushing or were you being coached while you're pushing? I think it was just a case of, I was so tired. Okay. Was it being my first baby? Um, and I refused um, other forms of pain relief. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, it was 2012 and they were quite like, let's just get this baby out. Like, if you don't start pushing, you're going to have a C-section. And that was my idea of a nightmare. Yeah. So I just, like, I, I was just pushing. There was no coached pushing. There was no breath work. There was just push, just push the baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah, got you. And what about your second birth? Did you decide uh, to go back to the hospital to have her? Yeah, I did. Um, so I... I'm, I like hospital setting. Like, I like the drama of it, I think. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah, my second, I was a bit more stubborn, though. My waters went in the morning. Um, and every time I called up, the midwife would just say, you're not on labour, you're not on labour. So I said, that's fine. I'll just, I'll see you when I'm ready to push. So I sat in the bath until I was ready to push um, and went in and she said, oh, you're 10 centimetres. And I said, yep, I know. <laughs> Um, and she was, my daughter was, she was quite a quick birth. Um, but the really, the pressure might be on my back. Okay. And again, I was, it was, if you don't start pushing, you're going to have a C-section. Mm. So threatening. And, oh, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I was young, I was 24 when I had my second. So I was like, yep, yep, just, let's just push this baby out and I was I remember being in the bed with my legs up in stirrups and it was just horrible it was a horrible experience um but I mean I had a and but I had no tears with her there was nothing okay with her yeah so I mean my contractions stopped halfway through when I was pushing as well so um and her head came out her head came out my contractions stopped and she wasn't making any noise and that was a bit scary um, but it felt like a lifetime to me. But then, obviously, my contract my contractions restarted, and um, I had to like tweak my nipples and get it to get my contractions on again, which was fun in front of my mum. Oh, okay. But yeah, <laughs> a little bit awkward. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we um, yeah, it worked, and she she came out, she was fine. So yeah. Oh, no, Baba. Yeah. So yeah, so no tearing. Yeah. And how was your yeah. third pregnancy? Um, so the pregnancy with the third, he, it was quite, it was my first one in Australia. So I was really, I was a bit more laid back. I was in full-time work. So going to the midwife appointments became a bit like tedious because I'd been there before and I had done that. And that was kind of my motto the whole way through was, oh, it's fine. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. So when I got changed care, when I changed care at 37 weeks um, to be closer to home, 
because um, my initial care provider was closer to work so I can get away for midwife appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the doctor I seen said, oh, I have some bad news. And I was, of course, 37 weeks, so I started panicking. And he said, oh, you need an ECV or a C-section because your baby's breech. Mm-hmm. And again, there I was faced with a C-section. That wasn't even an option. It was just being told you're going to have a C-section if this ECV doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just bawling my eyes out because, like, that's that is my absolute worst fear is having a C-section. So every C-section mum, I'm like, well done you because it scares the life out of me. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I'm a newborn photographer and I'm a maternity, maternity photographer. So I see mums recovering from C-sections and it terrifies me. I'm like, you're so brave. It just terrifies me. Um, so that doctor um, just, I was like, no, like, there's no way. This is my third baby. I'm not having a C-section. So I went home and I researched and I put everyone, and I realised that the, the studies were like 20 years old. Um, and I, I'd done so much research and I joined all the Facebook groups and researched ECVs and like I've done everything in my power to go back to that doctor and say actually no this is what's going to happen yeah and I did and he was a bit like no you have to have a c-section if this ECV doesn't work so it was a bit of an argument and like a, a, a we were both fighting over the power of my birth mm. um which was horrible but like eventually I spoke to the midwives there and they said no that's fine let's just let's just do it Oh, so, awesome. That's so good. Yeah, the midwife backed me 100%, but the it was the doctor who didn't. So, yeah, um, so when my when I went in for the ECV, the first doctor that tried, he he hurt me. He actually really hurt me when he tried to turn him. Um, but he he tried and failed and said, um, no, that's it, you need to book him for a C-section. Mm. And this was another doctor. So I was a bit like, no, no, I don't. And I remember being in the in the hospital just crying. Like, I've had postnatal depression before. And I said, I remember saying to my partner in that moment that this is, I said, if I have postnatal depression with this baby, this is when it started. This has been my trigger. Wow. Um, but then the midwife said, oh, there's, look, there's another doctor in here. He's from over east. He's here for a week. Um, <laughs> he's really good at ECVs he's got a high success rate do you want to stay in and try him mm-hmm. um, so I was like yep let's let's try him um, and he came in he was amazing he was so gentle and kind and he said if you want to go for a, a vaginal breech birth um, we can absolutely support that Amazing. so that was like a massive relief he answered all my questions it was great to finally get some clarification from someone who had her birth breech babies and wasn't scared. Yeah. So um, that was reassuring. Um, by the time I went into labour, I was overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, he had flown back over east, so he wasn't available. But they did have a doctor who was on call for me, who had done. She was South African, and she had breached. Uh, she had birth breech babies. Uh, previously mm-hmm. so um so as soon as I presented in labor she she got called in um and was there for my whole birth which was reassuring because she had done it before yeah. 
thankfully. It's it was really she it was a really hands off birth, so they just let you let you be, which was awesome. Um, no drugs again, just gas and air. But I had to be on like all fours when I was birthing him. Um, and I remember I was I was full active labour and I remember turning around and looking over my shoulder and there was fourteen doctors and midwives in the room oh, watching wow. me birth this baby <laughs> because it's such a rare occurrence at the hospital. Yeah, of course. That they they wanted to see it. Yeah. Does it feel any different having a breech baby because you sort of don't have the pressure of Bub's head coming first? Yeah, um, it feels exactly the same. The only difference I remember feeling is when you actually birth them. When I birthed them, it was like the hardest part was over first. So it felt huge and then then his head came out and it was like, it felt, I don't know, it, it did feel back to front. Mm-hmm. in hindsight but it, at the time I, I was just birthing a baby yeah. and I was just in the moment that's amazing were there any fears or criticism even that you had to deal with in the lead up to this birth absolutely um there were so many family members um people that I knew workmates who were all like have you read the horror stories have you seen this this could happen he could be suffocated he could die and everybody, like even family members, were saying, just get a C-section, don't risk it. And I'm, I am so stubborn. I'm Scottish and I'm stubborn. And I was like, nope, I know my body. I'm definitely not having a C-section. And yeah, and so when I did have them breached, they were all, they're just so proud, which was, which was a nice feeling. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, but again, no tears. I didn't have any grazies. I was able to go to the toilet like within hours of having them that's amazing so yeah do you remember how you felt in that moment just after you had sort of you know achieved what everyone thought wasn't possible (laughs) oh i was so proud like it was definitely the proudest moment in my life like i felt like i trusted my body i pushed for what i wanted and i knew if i'd had a c-section i would have been just inconsolable yeah like it would have been such like for me it would have been really devastating yeah yeah were there any particular resources that helped get you educated in the lead up to this birth um there was uh there was a facebook group well there is a facebook group on um for breach births in australia and i got a lot of advice from them mm-hmm. um and a lot of i was reading a lot of stories from the women there who they've all had really positive births and I just I just thought I'm put on this planet for reasons beyond to me and this is one of them and th- th- by me going through this I must be here to serve a different purpose yeah or a higher purpose which sounds a bit silly but no not at all like I know that I'm here to share that story and to tell people that it's fine like that research is old and They've never redone the research and it was inconsistent and yeah. And even now the doctors are refusing um, training on breech births in hospitals. Mm. I found out. So it's just, it's it's such a rare occurrence and it's time consuming for them to keep up to date with it. Yeah. That they just don't, they just opt for a C-section because it's easier. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing the whole way through. Like I had really? gas in air. 
Yeah, yeah I've always <laughs> had really good. I, I absolutely love being in labour. So I'm mm. like, uh, it was just, yeah, it's so empowering. Yeah. And then, like, when I turned back and looked and seen the room full of people, knowing they were there to see something like so magical, it was, it was really empowering. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm not good at anything in my life apart from. <laughs> Apart from birthing babies, apparently. <laughs> it's a good thing to be good at. With my first, this is actually quite funny, because with the first pregnancy, well, first labour, I was envisioning this little man walking up a mountain mm-hmm. during my labours, uh, contractions. So I was imagining that this stick man was walking up the mountain, and when he got to the peak, that was like the peak of my contraction, oh. and he would look at me and wink. And then walk back down the mountain, and that was my contraction leaving the body. <laughs> and I have no idea what where that came from, <laughs> but it it got me through these contractions, and I've used the same sort of mindset the whole way yeah. through everyone. So <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I love that. I haven't heard that one before. So your fourth pregnancy was a little bit more challenging than your last three. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we were a bit. It was a bit touch and go all the way through. There was just like lots of, I think my age factored into it, and How old it are you? sent all these things off. I'm thirty three, oh, so I'm so even young. old. Yeah. yeah, but as soon as you hit thirty, apparently all the markers change, and I had all these tests, and they thought his organs weren't grown properly, and oh, oh it was just it, it was just terrifying the whole time. No, I was. That was a bit of a pain because obviously I worked for myself, so um, being on bed rest and was just fun, but it worked. Yeah. And how was his birth? Um, his birth was um, pretty quick, so it was Christmas, Christmas Eve, and I'm walking around, walking around with all the other kids, looking at the Christmas lights, and took them home and done the whole carrots for Santa uh, for Rudolph and cookies for Santa like we even made cookies that night while I'm having contractions so I have no idea (laughs) what headspace I was in but (laughs) yeah it's Christmas Eve I was powering on um and by about 10 o'clock half past 10 I just said to my partner that look I think these are actually (laughs) these might actually be contractions they might be the real deal so we need to try and get these kids away (laughs) Yeah. and and fixed out before it's too late so yeah we had to wake the five kids up at half past 11 and um take them like to his um to my brother and sister-in-law's house um yeah so when i went i think i, I went into the hospital at 10 to 12 and that's of course covid was happening as well so we had masks on which was a whole new level of uncomfortableness mm. especially while you're having contractions um we got taken in i was eight 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 centimeters when i when i presented um to the hospital which was good again she was like oh look we might just we might just check you and send you home i was like okay just check me <laughs> and she checked me she went oh you're eight centimeters i'm like i know this like, <laughs> and the whole time my partner's telling her she's just faking it She's just faking. Oh no! <laughs> I could have killed him. She's just faking it. She's not real. She's not real in labour. I was like, "Thanks." Oh no! He is the. He is so. I. am so grateful. He's. He just made me laugh the whole way through. <laughs> um. So 
so yeah, we got taken in, and there was only us and another family in there, so it was pretty quiet. Um, the there was a Christmas hamper up for grabs for whoever birthed the baby first. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so the other baby, the other woman was actually it was her first baby. So I was like, she has no chance. I'm <laughs> killing this. I'm gonna get this gift package, and I did. That's so funny. <laughs> I won the hamper, um, but that my midwife was amazing. She she let me just so they never artificially um, ruptured my waters. They let me they let them go naturally, which was a whole new sensation, um, which was fun. Um, Have they had you had your waters ruptured previously? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay, second, yeah. They went. They went on their own, but it was, it was like a slow trickle. Mm-hmm. But with um, this baby, I was. It was like an explosion. It was like a tidal wave. Yeah. Like my partner was in absolute shock when he seen it. It just went everywhere. Um, so she let me, but she let me stand the whole time, stay in my comfortable position, um, just gas and air again, and. I think it was two hours I was in the hospital when he was born. Um, but he came out so fast that as on the way out, his cord snapped. Oh. He, like, he paraglided out, out of me. <laughs> well, bungee jumped, that's what we say. Oh, my god! <laughs> so it just snapped. Wow. It snapped, and the blood went everywhere. So it oh. looked like it looked like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> But she caught him, thankfully, because I, I, I genuinely thought he'd hit the floor <gasps> because he came out so fast. Wow. But he was fine. He he came out. His stats were all how they should be. Um, again, I had no tearing, no grazing, nothing. Straight in the shower. I was able to go to the toilet again within a couple of hours. Yeah, wow. So. What about your placentas? Did you do anything special with them? Oh, um, so the last two, I got them. Um, encapsulated. Oh yeah, awesome. So I I done it because I I was hoping to like subside the the effects of the postnatal depression because I knew I, it would trigger me again and it did, but just nowhere near the extent as the first two. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good. Looking back at your entire experience, is there anything that you would do differently if you could go back? I think that exactly. I think they've given me such a wide scope yeah true because i'm training to be well not training i'm i'm building a a new mum course like program Mm -hmm. for new mums so they feel like they're supported because there seems to be a gap right now so i feel like all of the experiences have just given me like the expertise to support new mums and help them so yeah I definitely think it's a higher purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What would be your key piece of advice for any expectant mothers out there? Expect unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just trust your body. Trust your body. Trust your gut instincts. I mean, the they were pushing and pushing so hard for a C-section with, with my breech baby. And it would have affected me years down the line like for years if I never trusted and I wasn't so stubborn mm. um for once it was a good thing um but yeah trust your body and research like I mean don't go with their birth plan <clears throat> their birth plan just because it's convenient for them yeah 
Yeah, find another provider, find someone to support you. Like there's doulas out, out there that can help. There's so much information on the internet, some good, some bad, mm. but just just find find where you need to be. Yeah, love that. Mm. Thank you so much for coming on today, Levi. It's been so great to chat with you. Oh, thank you so much. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Even though Levi was met with resistance towards having a natural breech birth, she got educated, spoke with other mothers who had walked a similar path, and she innately knew that her body was capable to birth her baby safely. The obvious take home from today's episode is that a breech baby does not mean immediate cesarean like so many of us have been told. Just because one professional won't support your choices doesn't mean that nobody will. Levi ended up uncovering not one but two OBs that were willing to support her birth preferences. So if you are a mother who has been told no, don't always assume that it's a no across the board because maybe if you just push a little bit harder or seek a little bit further, you could find the right professional to support you along your journey. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.